by To Be Read Podcast, episode number 28, interview with Cole Palmer from Patreon. You are listening to the Right To Be Read Podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Right to Be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. I'm your host, Annie Alexander, and today I'm talking to Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer is creator and user relations manager at Patreon. And what is Patreon? Well, I'm here to find out. Hello, Cole. Uh, I'm really happy to have you here. And how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to connect and uh, tell all of your listeners a little bit about what we're doing here at Patreon and hopefully help them out. Thanks a lot. So let's start from the basics. Uh, What is Patreon and what what you're doing there? Yeah, Patreon is uh, ongoing crowdfunding for content creators and artists of all kinds. So a lot of people uh, ask what is crowdfunding and and crowdfunding uh, in, in the crowdfunding space People are very familiar with Kickstarter. Um, Kickstarter is where people uh, rally together, uh, raise money for one large project that they're doing. Uh, Patreon similar to Kickstarter, except instead of for one lar- instead of one large project, it's ongoing small pledges for people who are making things continually. So whether that be online videos or blog posts or a podcast or web comics. Um, some people need a platform for something that they're creating that's more ongoing and recurring rather than one large project. So that's what, what Patreon is um, in a nutshell. Okay, so we can say that it's basically, let's say, yeah, for, for those who know Kickstarter, it's a Kickstarter for creative people who are creating on a regular basis. Absolutely. Okay, so let's say uh, since our podcast is about writers and for writers, uh, let's say I'm a writer, for example, and uh-huh. uh, I found out your website and I don't know, I mean, I'm writing a book, let's say, or, or a series or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Uh, what should be my next steps? What do I do? Well, I think the first thing uh, to do is to actually get onto Patreon and do a little bit of investigating and see who's actually on there. We have a lot of writers uh, on our platform already, um, such as Nika Harper, Jen Frank. Um, These people are all writing, and they're doing it in different ways. And you would know best what's the best way for you to release your content. Um, Some people bundle up their writings to, uh, let's say, one blog post or some people do it per article that they write, and they write one article per month. Um, there's others that say, for every two short stories that I release, um, that's what I'm going to be collecting pledges for. So it's good to kind of get an idea of what the writers are currently doing and seeing which one best fits your model of content release. And then you can go from there in setting up your page uh, and then finally launching it and going live. Okay, you mentioned pledge. Pledge is what, like the the amount of money you're getting from your fans, or uh, what is? Yeah, it? so so there's a few different types of methods in which a uh, creator can accept pledges, and there's the monthly model, uh, which is on a per month basis, and then there's also the per creation model. Um, so you can either collect a pledge per month, where a user 
uh, says, I'm going to donate $1, $2, 5 10 per month. Or there's also uh, the model that says, I'm every blog post or article that you release, I'm going to donate to you $5. And that's um, every time that you release some content. So there's two different options. Okay, so I, and with the second option, it actually kind of encourages the creator to produce more of its content, most probably, right? Um, yeah, it, it really depends on you individually. Um, Patreon is very much centered uh, around quality rather than, than quantity. Uh, with the traditional ad revenue model, um, what's really valued is the eyeballs, and that's that's not what we're trying to do here at at Patreon. You're going to be in a relationship with some of your uh, closest and most diehard fan base, mm-hmm. um, and that's not something that you really want to take lightly. So instead of just pushing out content to create new posts to to, to push more ads, um, that really doesn't work on Patreon. So uh, I would say creating quality content is is the more accurate term rather than creating more of it. Okay, I see. And since you mentioned quality, do is there any approval mechanism or are you taking any anyone? No, not at all. Um Patreon's for everybody. We you we have uh people from all over the world using Patreon and there's there's no restrictions. Anybody can log in and make a uh Patreon page at any time. Okay, so it, it doesn't really matter uh, what kind of quality does his creations have if he has yeah, fans. It's, hmm? it's it's kind of like a, a self uh, justice system where these people are donating to you based upon the quality of the work that they've expected, and I think that um, entering into a type of covenant with uh, your fans based upon the quality of work that you've put forth thus far. Um, they're going to expect that quality of work, if not better, um, mm-hmm. with the additional funding that you're receiving. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, uh, it's quite possible that that fan may not want to donate uh, any longer because they're not receiving the, the value that they that they once uh, received from the content. Okay, uh, so for the creators, it's more or less clear, you know, what they are getting. What about when you're looking from the fans' perspective, when they donate that mo- amount of money, whatever they decide to donate, what do they get for that? Well, there's a there's a couple different options. We have people. Uh, one of the main features on Patreon is the rewards section. Um, creators can offer up rewards in exchange for uh, a monthly pledge or a per content pledge. And these rewards range from $1 to uh, $50 to $100, whatever that may be. Or you can choose to uh, just do a, a campaign with, with no rewards and then just accept pledges um, in exchange for the content that you're creating. So that's completely uh, flexible and depends on uh, the creator and you know how much bandwidth they have to do uh, digital or or some type of scalable reward system, mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 definitely not required. So some it's all about setting that expectation uh, with your with your fan base and the video portion of your Patreon page helps with that and, and make sure that you just have really clear messaging. But uh, I would say as far as expectations, that's all on on uh, the creator to set that with their fans, whether they're going to be receiving some type of rewards 
or they're just going to continue to receive the value that they get out of the content itself. Okay, I see. And also, um, there are some people who create different things, like, you know, they write books, and also they have a blog. And parallel to that, they might also have some, uh, let's say, podcast or or uh, an online course about something. Uh, how can they kind of, I don't know, is there a way to combine all those under one thing? Or, you know, uh, how do they approach this if they are having several different directions yeah that's that's a great uh great point um if uh there's one user on our, there one creator on our page uh or on our service uh nika harper her link is patreon.com uh slash nika harper and uh what she does is is her her tagline on her patreon page is uh nika harper is creating words stories tales and the unknown and What she's collecting is uh, $2 per story and videos. So she does uh, – she writes stories but also releases videos as well. Mm-hmm. So she kind of outlined it for her patrons on uh, every time she writes two stories and releases a video, that's going to be when she charges. Um, in the future, we're going to make this a lot easier because the other option right now is to have a separate Patreon page. And you can have as many Patreon pages as you want uh, right now. But uh, in the future, we're going to have a channels feature, which is going to have the ability uh, for a creator to split their creations into categories. So let's say um, I'm Cole and I create blog posts and videos. Um, Some people really like my blog posts but don't really want to support my videos. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to, uh, under one umbrella of Cole the Creator, be able to choose if you want to support my blog posts or just support my videos. Um, That's that's something that we do have on the horizon. Um, It's on our product roadmap, and we're going to get to that soon. But for now, the best way to do that is to either have separate uh, Patreon pages or kind of loop them like Nika does. Um, and it'll make a little little more sense when uh, your listeners actually visit the Patreon page uh, of Nika uh, or to group them and in, in, uh, combine them like she does. Mm-hmm, I see. And how is the process? I mean, how do you deliver this content to the ones who pledge? Do you get their, I don't know, email addresses or how, how are they getting? For example, I wrote the stories and the blog posts and I issued the podcast episode. Uh, how do I make sure that the ones who pledged receive this content? Great question. There's a, there's a couple ways actually to do that. Um, one, we use uh, everything on Patreon is embedded, so we're not really hosting anything yet. Uh, so if you post your blog post on your website or if you post a podcast on SoundCloud, um, you post that actually on Patreon uh, through what we call a creation. And there's a creation button where you can click and you let the system know, is this a free post or is this a post where I'm going to charge my patrons for it? Uh, You can type in the URL right there uh, and hit post. That'll grab the content from wherever it is that you're hosting it and it'll create a creation on Patreon. So it's kind of like an embedding Mm -hmm. feature, Mm -hmm. uh, which which we found out has uh, done a lot of really great things for discovery. Um, people can also just point uh, people to their website uh, where it's hosted, but then you won't show up in our categorical browsing or our discover section. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to post your creations regularly, whether you're charging them or uh, they're just free creations. 
it's good to embed them onto Patreon so that you can uh, gather a little bit of new fan base from those people that are looking to just pledge from people that they find on Patreon. Okay, I see. And that leads me to another question. I mean, apparently, those who already have a large fan base, they, they can get a certain uh, minimum of, of uh, pledges, which they will get. Uh, what about someone who's just uh, starting and he doesn't have a platform or audience yet? Can this work for him as well or not? Absolutely. Um, we, what we recommend is uh, setting up a Patreon page regardless of how big or small your audience size is because what we've found out is that it's not really about the size of the audience. It's about uh, the community around the art. And whether that be a large community or a small community, um, that community can help sustain the content going forward. So we have people with large audiences that you know aren't as engaged Um, and really, really tiny audiences that are really close in a, in a super tight-knit community. Um, and the whether the Patreon page is successful isn't really about the number or the size of the audience. Um, it's about the content itself and the, the community that that creator has um, built around that content. Okay, so and can we say that there is some certain way that the creators, once they have the Patreon pages up, they, I mean, within the Patreon, within your system, there is a way that they can get new audience or, or not? Absolutely. Um, when, like before, when we were talking about the posting of the creations, let's say you come out with a new blog post and you post it. Uh, and you you tag it as this is a writing post, and you do that um, when you're setting up your creator page. You can say I'm a writer. Uh, every time that you create a new writing post, it'll show up in our categorical browsing. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, when you hit discover in the top, on the top of Patreon, you can sort through different categories, and um, we have people that people on Patreon that are looking to support writers. And they'll browse through the, those writing creations and see if there's something that they like and hopefully go sift through a little bit more of your content that you can see and you can become a patron that way. Um, we also have uh, a, built a recommendation engine. So if uh, a lot of somebody's patrons are also patrons of another person, uh -huh. we'll say, hey, you seem to really like person A's content. Uh, a lot of people that support person A, also support person B. So do you want to check out person B as well? Um, we built that into our system uh, to help help with discovery for creators and maybe people with some of those smaller audiences uh, get noticed a little more easily. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's it's a very interesting um, thing. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that especially those who don't have audiences yet and are starting from zero would be really interested in, in getting some of the people from there straight away. Absolutely. And what about, let's say someone is writing a novel, which is, I mean, it takes quite a while <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's a big uh, chunk of things. So it's not like a blog post, which you can post like on weekly basis. How are uh -huh. novelists dealing with that? Are, are they like uh, posting, I don't know, the draft, I don't know, 10-15 pages of as long as they write it and go uh, ahead? Or, you know, what happens with this kind of bigger um, content? Yeah, some people, uh, they, they, do, uh, they do it on a per release or per content uh, campaign. And every time they release 
a range of chapters, mm-hmm. whether that be chapter one through 10 or chapter one through five, however big the, the book is going to be, um, they'll accept a Patreon pledge uh, for every milestone that they reach um, throughout the duration of creating uh, a longer piece of work. Ah, okay, I see. So in this case, you know, just a note to to the writers who are listening, this may be also a very good accountability tool, most probably. So, you know, if, if you've decided to write something and you need a bit of push from a side, then you can put these um, milestones and make sure that you reach them and you have a, a, an additional uh, motivation to do that. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, what about, I mean, how many creative souls do you have right now who are using Patreon? Um, we have about 25,000, uh, between 25,000, 28,000 creators on Patreon right now. Um, we're growing at a rate of about 180 or 190 90 creators per day. Okay. And they are from around the globe, I suppose? Yeah, around the globe. The majority uh, from North America and uh, Europe and South America. But mm-hmm. we, like I said before, we have um, people from all over the world using Patreon. Okay, so I presume that uh, it's not limited to English language only? Uh, yeah, so uh, you can definitely type your Patreon page and description in uh, any language that you want. Um, we're actually going to be looking into, um, we'll be looking into translation soon. Um, because for right now, the the majority of the website, actually the website is written all in English. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we tell people if they do have some type of problems, uh, reading what it says, uh, you can use like a browser or a plugin like Chrome has to auto translate the buttons on the, on the site. Um, but for most people creating that are not in English-speaking countries, there are a lot of Patreon pages that are written 100% in another language, and that's 100% okay. We actually like that, um, and it's kind of fun for us too. Okay, so the creations also can be in in a foreign language as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah. do you, uh, I don't know, I mean, maybe this will be interesting for uh, the potential um, clients, let's say. Do you have an average, like, how much in average your creator is getting from the fans? Um, the I don't have as far as like a gross amount from the creator's perspective. We don't have numbers on that, but what we do have is the average amount of dollars a patron pledges per month or per content, and that's somewhere between seven and eight dollars uh, per per month or per content that the patrons are pledging to a creator. Okay, one uh, one fan is is providing from seven to eight dollars. Correct. That's an average across the site. Okay, and and then depending on how many fans you have, you just multiply this average amount. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's that's not going to be concrete uh, again because every fan base is a hundred percent different. But yeah. uh, when when we average it all out across the website, that's what we come up with. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I see. And what's, I mean, how, how do the payment system works? I mean, do you get, uh, you get a commission and you send the rest or, you know, how is it working? Yeah, so uh, Patreon takes 5% of the gross uh, pledges just to make sure, you know, we have enough to operate here. Mm-hmm. And um, there's credit card processing fees as well that 
uh, differ uh, greatly across creators, but usually land somewhere between four and five percent. So if we can give the creator ninety to ninety-one percent back into their pockets, that's something that we're really happy with. Um, we accept uh, payments in in the form of domestic and international credit and debit cards, mm-hmm. as well as um, PayPal. Mm-hmm. And soon, soon we're going to be ex- accepting Bitcoin, and then and then uh, payments out uh, domestically. We do here in the U.S. direct deposit. Um, internationally, we do uh, PayPal payments. Okay, I see. And is there any minimum amount you uh, one has to collect in order to receive? No, you can request payout at any time. Okay, so you just don't have to wait for the month to finish. No. Nope. You you can request the payout at any time. Anytime. Okay, yeah. great. And do you have a, like something like I don't know a feature page where you post like the best yeah, there's project? A cool, there's a cool uh, website that we put up. It's Patreon.com/slash/creators, mm-hmm. and that'll give you a little rundown of like some of the um, larger projects and best practices and feature ideas. Also, uh, for any creators that are interested in best practices, we have patreon.com slash toolbox. Mm-hmm. And that will, that will give you some best practices, creating your campaign, launching it, growing it, some tips for rewards and videos. That's a really great resource to write down as well. Okay, I see. And I presume that each creator drives his own traffic. Or do you have any, I don't know, any helping tools to, uh, to help them uh, get some extra traffic? Yeah, um, well, on the launch on the launch day, it's great to push out um, that you're launching a uh, social media accounts, um, and Patreon also has um, some social media presence, uh, and we also allow uh, people to submit their uh, creations uh, for the homepage because we just put a bunch of cool stuff on our homepage for people to enjoy. Um, and if you think that you have a really cool piece that would uh, help you out, uh, you can submit that at patreon.com slash feature me. Uh-huh, I see. And what are the criterias? How are you choosing which ones to feature and which ones not? Uh, we, we like to put very active and uh, engaged creation. So if there's a lot of discussion and commenting on the posts, we just like to show off how people are using Patreon in the correct way and and show that there's a lot of community around art. So when there's a lot of discussion and dialogue around posts, those are the ones that tend to make it up onto the homepage. Okay, I see. And I don't know, who came up with the idea and how was, I mean, how was Patreon born? Let's just, you know, the story of the Patreon's birth. Yeah, um, Patreon started with uh, Jack Conti. Uh, he's a co-founder with Sam Yam, and they were uh, they were both roommates at the university of Stanford. Um, Mm -hmm. Jack was an independent musician. He was creating YouTube videos and he made this one video that he spent almost $10,000 on. Uh, and it was called pedals and he kind of, he definitely went into a lot of debt, uh, creating that video, maxed out his credit cards. Um, and finally put the video up on YouTube and got about $200 worth of, AdSense revenue, which is advertising revenue. Mm -hmm. And so you can see the huge discrepancy in spending $8,000 and only receiving 200 back in income. So Jack turned to his fan base and was like, if you could just give me, you know, a dollar or $2, 
uh, per video that I release, then I can continue to make this great content and you can continue to enjoy it. And uh, basically overnight, Jack was able to, to gather up a $6,500 a video salary, uh, which, which led to somewhere around $70,000 a year. Uh, for the first time, a sustainable, reliable, dependable income for an independent artist, which had never been done before. And he could predict that, he could predict that uh, every time he was releasing a video, the money was sitting on Patreon, uh, and, and he had a, a salary. And uh, it worked for him, and he opened it up to his community. It started with him and three other people, uh, and now it's blossomed and grown to over uh, 25000 And that's, that's kind of where we're at today. And that's the story of, of why Patreon was built in the first place. Well, it's, it's really inspiring because all, all the creative people who, who are doing things most probably don't get any stable income and they have to choose between their day jobs, which they don't like, and, you know, their uh, passion, which uh, doesn't necessarily uh, make enough money to, to support them and their families. So here, you know, they, they can, I mean, it's, it's good that they can try it out and while they are still working and maybe at some point transition into a full-time income from patreon exactly yeah that's exactly that's what that's our hope is that we can send enough money to creatives where they don't have to work a day job and they can just continue to be creative and do that for a living yeah that's that's the, the perfect idea and i'm, I'm sure that uh, it will be really uh, successful and uh, also i think it's good in a way also that creators will be more encouraged and motivated which is a very good uh, thing to have we as hope well. so yeah we hope so Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing uh, this useful information with us and with the writers who are listening. I'm absolutely sure that most of them will check it out immediately because it's a really good source. And the last thing, I, I presume the answer is no, but I, I have to ask it. Do you provide any information of the fans to the creators? Like, I don't know, email list or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, it's, it's really important. Everything that we do here at Patreon is very creator-centric. So all the decisions that we make, uh, we have in mind the best interests of the creator. So if you get 100 fans that sign up, um, you get on the back end of Patreon, there's a basically a built-in CRM, which we call the patron manager. And through the patron manager, uh, you get the fans' email addresses. You get how much they're paying uh, you get their lifetime amount that they've given to you, any of their social media links that they've entered, uh, and that is downloadable to you at any time uh, via a CSV. So you can take that and use it wherever you want. Um, we're confident here uh, at Patreon that we've built an amazing platform to help creators and that it's going to help them uh, engage with their community and, and make a lot of money. Um, but it's also important to us that we don't hold the creators hostage to the platform in any way. So that um, if it's in the best interest of the creator to take those email addresses and do something offline, then, then that's what we want to do. And we'll support the creator in that decision. Uh, but we hope and, and we're pretty confident that they'll stay on Patreon for all the benefits that they're going to give them. Oh, amazing. So it can be used also as an email 
list building tool. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because you get access to all that information and you can, Patreon has a messaging system and a mass emailing system built right in. On the Patreon site itself, you also can get direct communication with your fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that that's great. Okay, well, I'm sure that with this interview, the writers already found out that, you know, it's something that at least they should check out. And it Definitely. has <laughs> Yeah, and it has lots of benefits and it solves uh, many many issues they are struggling with right now and maybe uh, ultimately it will also solve their dilemma uh, in having a day job and trying parallelly to follow their passion so thank you very much uh, to you and to all others who are working at patreon and providing such an amazing service to us and hopefully my listeners will benefit benefit from it as well and uh, we'll be happy to share our success stories with you as well <laughs> great thank you this has been awesome it's been awesome chatting thank you thank you for coming our well creative souls that was it for today and i really hope that this interview was useful i hope that this new platform which we introduced together with Cole will help you uh, in your exciting journey of becoming a writer i don't really have much to add besides that if you haven't yet checked out the free resources that i have available for you on my website please hop over to w www.annialexander.com slash free. Before we meet again, please check out the Patreon's website and feel free to share your thoughts and experiences on Right to be Read podcast's closed Facebook group at www.facebook.com slash groups slash right to be read two as a number as a letter well i hope to meet you again in the next episode <laughs>